welcome back to Wrestling with ASAP. I am your host ASAP, and today I will be talking about last night's Monday Night Raw. Shit went down. Some shit didn't go down. I'm talk about it. It was, a, it was actually pretty, a right episode of uh, Raw, watchable compared to the last few weeks. Before I jump in, man, I need all y'all to go uh, subscribe to me on iTunes and Google Play. Wrestling with ASAP. I need y'all to go leave me some feedback on that bitch. I need y'all just to do help me out. Help me out. Uh, buy some merch too. WrestlingWithASAP.BigCartel.com. Shirts came out fire. The shirts are fire. The white long sleeves, the one that's popping right now. Go order that bitch. Wear it. Make pro wrestling cool again. That's what we're trying to do. Uh, go follow my SoundCloud as well. Wrestling with ASAP. That's where I post everything at automatically. Just do all that shit. Support the homie. Make pro wrestling cool again. That's the goal, man. But let me get to talking about Raw last night. And it kicked off with the one and only Goldberg, right? Made his entrance again. Fans were hyped. They weren't chained. Goldberg sucks. Um, He brought that energy and that passion once again. Goldberg has been money since coming back. I can only hope he can still put on a good match. Uh, Paul Heyman came out while Goldberg was there and basically put on a great promo. He bounced back from that sh- that debacle the other week in Minnesota with uh, Brock Lesnar. He had a great promo. He was talking shit to, to Goldberg's kid and wife. So that's always points right there. And for some reason, we had Rusev come out. And uh, Rusev, I was like, oh shit, okay. As soon as Rusev came out, though, I knew he was getting fed to Goldberg, so I wasn't that hyped. And sure enough, he got fed to Goldberg. He ate a jackhammer, and then Heyman ate a spear. But my question is, why you got Rusev jobbing out to Goldberg? That's a, that's a credible, but one of the only credible heels you have on your roster, really. Like, you could argue, it's Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, and then Rusev as your top three heels. So you need some heels looking strong, and you having Rusev jobbing out to a part-timer. Not even a part-timer, the guy who's back for one match. You could have a dude like Bo Dallas or something come out and ate that shit from Goldberg. But, yo, Goldberg got Rusev up for the jackhammer. Rusev's about the same size as uh, Brock Lesnar. Um, and then he put, a, he put a spear on Paul Heyman, so... The Beast can come back pissed, and I'm hyped for that one. I'm ready for that shit. Uh, pissed off Brock Lesnar is the best Brock Lesnar. That's what I always say. So hopefully Brock Lesnar comes back with some passion, some rage, and shows some shit instead of being lazy like he is lately. But yeah, that was that was the opening segment. It set a good tone for the uh, night. I liked it. Uh, throughout the night, though, it was Halloween last night, so they had Halloween-themed shit. The first Halloween-themed thing was a trick or street fight between Enzo and Big Gal. <laughs> Big guy, but nah, it was a it was a one of them silly matches, but it was actually a fun silly match in my opinion. <laughs> Big Cass and Enzo came out as Buzz Lightyear and Woody after talking about Andy last night at the pay per view. Oh, the other night at the pay per view, so I thought that was funny too. Enzo Enzo's a perfect Buzz Lightyear. He had the Jordan logo going. He was doing that shit. I thought it was funny. I thought it was nice little humor. The match was pretty all right. It was it was a giving match to the T, but the 50-50 booking is what's killing me on that shit. Like, you gotta, if you're gonna get behind the club, get behind the club, you know? Have them win again, even if it's some fluke shit over Enzo and Cass. And my question is, since it was a street fight, why wasn't Enzo, I mean, why wasn't Cass and Carl Anderson involved throughout the whole thing like a tornado tag match? It's a street fight, fellas. You can do, you can actually hit them. Like, I don't think they understood that. But they gotta get rid of 50-50 booking and get behind the club or Enzo and Cass. They don't need to be fighting every week, but that's what happens within rosters, right? After that, we had our first cruiserweight action of the night between Brian Kendrick and TJ Perkins. And this match, blah, but that's because the feud is blah. 
So if everything is blah, then it's blah. Like, I don't know. The fans aren't as into it as I thought they would be. To be honest with you, the Cruiserweights should should be on SmackDown. On SmackDown, I feel like SmackDown got the better stories, got the better storytelling, got the better creative team, got the better writers. If you would have seen the Cruiserweights of SmackDown, high flying action. You would have you still had your high flying action, but yet you have better stories and the fans would be involved with it. Instead, on Raw, it's it's weak. It's sad. It's fans aren't behind it, and that's the main culprit. They they are doing the Cruiserweights dirty because they deserve every chance to shine. After a great Cruiserweight Classic tournament in the summer, but nah, they're floundering on Raw, and I don't. That's just Vinnie Mac, man. That's Vince McMahon just not knowing what the fuck to do with actual talent, not knowing how to book actual talent. He probably doesn't even see him as actual talent. He, cause they ain't buffed up and jacked up. They they're being wasted right now. Honestly, uh, all those guys deserve the best, and they're not getting the best from WWE right now. So we need to call out WWE on that. Make the Cruiserweights great, man. Make the Cruiserweights great. Make them matter. TJ Perkins ended up losing the match because, well, actually winning the match because Brian Kendrick got counted out. So he didn't lose his title. He didn't care. He didn't give a fuck. So this, I don't know if this is going to continue or what's going to go on, but we need something to pop this bitch off. Okay, that's as simple as I can fucking put it. Pop this bitch off somehow, some way. I don't know. And if this episode is short and fast, I'm sorry, but I'm at work right now. And, uh... Well, I'm not at work yet. I'm not even clocked in, but I got clocking at 9:30. It's currently 9:15, so I'm trying to run through this shit. No fluff, straight straight to the action. That's how I do it anyway. I'm just doing it a little faster. Today. And I'm gonna talk about the other cruiserweight action right now too. We had a six-man tag: Lince Dorado, Rich Swan, and Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak, Tony Nese, and Davari. And I feel like we're having the six-man tag every week because of bad storytelling, bad writing, and bad booking. Um, great three, great. I mean, six great, uh, six great fucking athletes. They could put on a show anywhere. Rich Swan and Preston, this one, huge. Rich Swan will be huge, bruh. He has this connection with the crowd. He gets me amped up. His fighting style is like, gets the crowd ooh and an eye. He's going to be a major star in the Cruiserweight division. If they get the Cruiserweight popping off like they should, we need, we need Rich Swan at the top of that bitch. Rich Swan, Cedric Alexander is my two dudes. Lindsay Dorado, too. Shout out to him. Still got to play him in Madden. Make the Cruiserweights great again. Give them stories. Give them actual fucking uh, background. Because the, the fans don't know shit about any of these Cruiserweights. Give them some promo time. Let them fucking talk instead of just wrestle. I mean, yeah, we want to see the wrestling. But we need to know who they are. What they stand for. What they fighting for. All that shit. We're not having that. That's why the fans aren't connected with them yet. Whew. I love the Cruiserweights. I love the Cruiserweights. That's why I get heated. Because they're not being used properly. I'm heated because of it. Because they would make the show so much greater if they were just utilized properly. After this, we had a uh, Mick Foley promo. He was calling out Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho to be on the Survivor Series team. I believe Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho accepted. They're going to be on the Survivor Series team against SmackDown. My question on that one is, with the champions being on the Survivor Series teams, are there not going to be championship matches at Survivor Series? Like, I don't think WWE really thought out how thin the rosters are, and then they made these traditional tag team uh, matches, the five best tag teams. Versus the five best tag teams on Raw and SmackDown. Five best women against each other. And then your five people on like on the team, Raw team, SmackDown. So I don't know if WWE thought this shit through. Because the pay-per-view is going to be four hours. They're going to have four hours to fill. So what the fuck is going to be in that spot? I don't fucking know. So hopefully they got that shit figured out. Because it can be uh, a hell of a stupid night if some shit like that goes wrong. Where they just ain't got enough matches to fill the card. Just because they want to be stubborn. 
and do Buku traditional Survivor Series matches. That's WWE booking. They're getting worse and worse with that shit. I was hyped to hear that Chris Jericho would get a U.S. title shot at the end of the show. Uh, that's the only title he has yet to hold. It eluded him. Um, I was hoping, I was going into the match hoping he was win. I'm going to talk about this more later. But just know I was hyped that Chris Jericho got a shot against Roman for the U.S. title. After that, we had a battle royal for a spot on Team Raw. Uh, Braun Strowman was a monster in this fucking match. At one point, I thought he was going to eliminate everybody in the fucking match. That's how dominant he is. That's how dominant he looks. Um, it came down to Braun Strowman and Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn put up a fight. Sami put up a fight. Uh, he showed reluctancy. He almost got Braun Strowman over. Had his feet off the ground and everything. But Braun at the end just had too much power. Picked him up and threw him. I thought it was a nice story. I thought it was a nice element. Uh, you had Sami Zayn looking like the ultimate underdog who almost pulled off the upset. And then you had Braun Strowman who dominated, who looked like the monster he is. So it worked well for everybody. Now you got Braun Strowman in the traditional tag match, which he will probably wreck havoc against, like, in that shit. So that may be his coming out party for all we fucking know. I'm I'm with the push for Braun. I'll say push Braun Strowman to the moon. He can be a credible monster that you need on the roster. Let that shit happen like that. I'm cool with it. Sammy, let him get a win over Braun, maybe, and that's your ultimate underdog right there. That's why you need to book this shit. Not hard. It worked for this segment worked great for both guys, so I applaud of that. Battle Royals can be often be done bad, but this, I felt like this one was good. No bullshit, just Braun and Sam at the forefront of it. Okay, let's get to talking about Queen Charlotte, who fucking came out again, being a high like fucking carried to the fucking ring. This she is ultimate heel level right now. She is, I guess, killing it in the heel role. She's getting heel heat from the crowd majorly. It's all that shit. She's going to be captain at uh, for uh, Survivor Series for the Divas match. Um, and Bailey is going to be on the team. And Bailey came out. They talked. Shit got heated. And Charlotte was like, you got a match tonight. Not against Dana, against this person. And it was Nia Jax. So that's how they reintroduced Nia Jax. Um, they had about a eight-minute match or so. And Nia absolutely looked dominant. Bailey looked like she wasn't giving up. But once again, Nia just overcame, used her power. Basically what Braun did, you know, it's Corbin copies of each other. Fuck, to me, Nia Jax basically is Braun Strowman of the women's division. Um, they should, I still think they should have brought back Nia Jax wrecking the hell in a cell. That would have been more of a lasting image and would have propelled a star, basically. Made a star on the spot. Instead, she just came back against Bailey on a random match on Raw. You gotta look at WWE. I think they're scared to take risk anymore. That's what they. That's what they scared to do. They they scared to take that shot. They scared to take that risk to to put someone over. Man, you gotta you gotta do that shit, bro. You gotta capitalize. You gotta take advantage of the opportunity. You gotta make stars. You gotta make these new stars. Should have did that with Nia, but you didn't. But we're gonna see how that turns out for you. And then after that, we had some filler with Sheamus and Cesaro versus Shining Stars. Obviously, we know who got the win. Anything with Shining Stars related, I am not with that shit, so I just skip on past it. Just like I'm doing right now on the podcast. Fuck that. I'm not wasting my time talking about that shit. Then, after this, we had the main event. Jericho versus Roman. United States title on the line. Throughout this match, I was hoping Jericho was going to pick up the W. It was a great main event match for Raw. But in the end, Roman got a spear and Kevin Owens had to come, you know, rescue uh, Chris. And they, they they attacked Roman, got a t- cold breaker on him and all that shit. And then 
guess who came out? Seth freaking Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins came out. He made a save. He, he His offense is so pop-worthy. The fans love it. When he was doing the suicide dives outside the ring to Kevin Owens and he did them the back-to-back, I was like, lit. Fucking lit. Came back in, hit the knee on fucking Chris Jericho. About to hit the pedigree on Chris Jericho, and then, you know, Kevin Owens saves him. And then and then Seth turns around and Roman. Crowd feels it. Shield reunion possible. We feel the tension in the air. We know what's coming. They're going to be on the same Survivor Series team, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. So we're going to have a mini Shield reunion, and they're going to be going against Dean Ambrose, I'm sure. I'm sure Dean Ambrose is going to be on the team. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be intriguing for sure. Just got to see how WWE takes it. See how WWE books it. Um, I just hope Survivor Series ain't whack. Because right now, I have a feeling it may be fucking whack. Just because I don't know what they're doing with the championship matches. You got your champions in traditional Survivor Series matches with Raw versus SmackDown. So, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. We got we got a little bit of time before Survivor Series to figure it all out. So, I ain't going to bash them too much yet. I'm just worried. I'm honestly worried. Not going to lie. But nah, dog. I'm hyped for SmackDown tonight. I don't even know what's going on on SmackDown. Ellsworth cost Ambrose last week, so I'm sure we're going to get some shit on that. SmackDown is a great show. It it flows better. The two hours help it. There's really no no fluff, all substance. So let's hope for a great SmackDown tonight. I'm going to be back tomorrow to discuss that one. I'm going to be off of work, so I'm going dis- to discuss that one in detail. Great detail. Let's just have a great week, man. Stay positive. Keep on working, man. Go follow my uh, SoundCloud page, Wrestling with ASAP. Go subscribe to me on iTunes and Google Play, Wrestling with ASAP. Go leave some feedback for the dog. Go order some merch, WrestlingWithASAP.BigCartel.com. Make pro wrestling cool again, man. That's the goal. That's what we're trying to do out here, man. But this has been an episode of Wrestling with ASAP. I'm going to fuck with y'all tomorrow. Holla.